Hello, and welcome to Two Pews in a Pod. Join us as we explore faith in a modern world with the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Now here are your hosts, Pastor Paul Baglios and Pastor Ginger Bennett. I'm Paul Baglios. And I'm Ginger Bennett. Welcome again to this podcast, Two Pews in a Pod, and welcome to episode three in a five-part series on preaching. And today, Pastor Bennett and I are going to be talking about the most impactful things that we learned about Mm -hmm. preaching when we were in seminary. (laughs) This is something that she and I spoke about at some length recently with our colleague here, Daniel Catalano. And I had said to you and Daniel that day that the most impactful things I learned about preaching in seminary were from preaching professors with whom I never even took a course. (laughs) But each of them um, had quite a bit of impact on their students so much so that I learned from these professors Mm. just by listening to some of my classmates talk about what they were learning. And there were two things that I had said that morning when we were talking about this with Daniel. Um, First, and I think my memory is accurate here, the name of the professor, uh, Maury Niedenthal, who Mm -hmm. taught preaching at the Lutheran School of Theology in Chicago. My wife had been a student in one of his preaching classes and had been very struck by the way he began the course, which was simply once the students had gathered, he began to ask people in the group, tell me good news. Hmm. And the point that he wanted to make is when any of us have good news, news that pleases us, news that we are excited to share. We do this habitually. We don't need training Mm -hmm. in order to share good news that excites us. Why then, for the good news of the gospel, do we seem to not be quite as natural Hmm. in how we share that? And then... Then the second example that I had mentioned, um, Professor Thomas Reidenauer, who taught preaching at the Lutheran Seminary in Gettysburg, would always press his students with this question, whether it was necessary for Jesus to die for that sermon to be preached. His point being that in our preaching, We ought not to be wasting the time of hearers Mm -hmm. with superficial fluff because we are called to be proclaimers of the word of God that changes life Mm -hmm. and literally calls life out of death. The word of God is the power of the resurrection. Our preaching should strive to honor the power and the intention of God's word and not just be a a friendly, cheerful, or or other mild talk. Mm -hmm. So those were the things, comments that I had made to you and Daniel when we were talking about this. Tell us, Pastor Bennett, 
What was the most, or what were the most impactful things about preaching that you learned, specifically in your seminary education? Sure. So in seminary, um, I took up preaching, um, and it, it's interesting how we, as as a group, might kind of teach each other. So the professor actually was not Lutheran, and so it was almost as if the class was teaching him what was important to us about preaching. And so that's when uh, we had quite a bit of conversation about the importance of the law and the gospel and finding that that sweet spot where the gospel pulls us with the law to to fall in line with maybe what what the Bible is teaching, and yet that gospel message of, you know, Jesus died for us, right? So we might mess up at times. In fact, we know we are, right? Martin Luther famously said we are simultaneously sinners and saints, right? And so um, there was that wonderful reminder then that in all we do, um, we tend to want to look at where do we feel that push and pull and where is God's grace in the end? Um, so that was that was one of the first pieces that really um, related well to me. And then I had another um, preaching uh, professor that talked about, um, for us, the importance of thinking, well, the, the word that she used was the um, inv- invitation to transformation. So mm-hmm. she talked about how in a sermon you express your hope, right? What you hope people can hear through that message. But then at some point, it goes from you're talking about what you hear and what you hope that they understand mm. to this invitation to allow the scripture to transform them, regardless of the things in life that pull us away. Um, where is God inviting us in to this new vision that God has for us that we hear in scripture? It was wonderful. It sounds like you enjoyed those classes. I did. Especially the second one, as (laughs) you're describing it. Um, For those ordained into the ministry Mm -hmm. of the word, and in our denomination, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, that means ordained either to a ministry of word and sacrament, we call those pastors, or a ministry of word and service, Mm -hmm. we call those deacons. Deacons, Common to both is word, Mm -hmm. and every ordained person in our church has a public responsibility for preaching. Yeah. Maybe all the time, and maybe less frequently. Yes. It is something all of us do, Mm -hmm. and I think... It is one of the most difficult things to teach. Mm, Yeah. And I've never had occasion formally Mm -hmm. um, to design or to teach a course in preaching. We've talked about Mm -hmm. what sort of shape we might give to a course Mm -hmm. like that. I have had occasion working with seminarians and Mm -hmm. interns often to mentor Mm -hmm. people in preaching. It is hard Mm-hmm. to teach. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering, have you had occasion to be a, a coach or a mentor 
or a teacher for others in preaching? I have. You know, in in some ways, um, we as colleagues can be coaches and mentors for one another, but I um, took part in a program where we had preachers that got together and listened to each other's sermons and gave each other feedback. And it was a, it was a really wonderful experience. And everybody, um, that was a part of the program were ordained ministers. Um, actually, I think in that time they were all ministers of word and sacrament, but it was interesting to hear about different context. And so one of the things that's always important that if you don't know ahead of time and you're not taught in seminary is you learn to think about the people sitting in front of you and and you learn to preach to that context, to those people, what's important to them that they need to hear. So it's what's wonderful is to sit around with other pastors and to talk about how do they connect with their people and how do they um, share in the struggles and in the joys through their sermons and, and where they pull out the good news. How do they to share, how do they share that with their folks? And, and, you know, one of the things I was thinking about when you were talking earlier is you're right. It, it's difficult to teach someone to preach because we all have our own personalities and styles. And so what works for me may not work for you at all, right? So there was a a preaching professor who is um, still at my seminary, at United Lutheran Seminary, and she has a very different way. I never took her class, but she has a very different way of preaching than what works for me. Um, She teaches folks to preach without notes um, and to just get up and proclaim the gospel. And she really feels like, and, and I'm sure it works for her. I've watched her preach before, and it's wonderful. She can get out, and she can... Um, preach her sermon and connect with the audience. She likes to roam down in and among the folks. Um, Her name is Dr. Karen Wiseman, and she's just absolutely wonderful at what she does. Um, It just doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, I prefer to um, have... Um, differing things that that I might use, um, maybe a manuscript or something like that. But each person, when they get up in the pulpit, knows, hopefully, at some point, what feels comfortable. Well, and this will be... Um, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought in memory and, and come back to it if you can remember it. Our next episode, when we come to it, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be talking about how we prepare mm-hmm. for preaching. And those are the comments that you're making right now are helping me understand better how you prepare. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you could give one bit of instruction, one bit of coaching, one bit of counsel, one bit of advice, one bit of directive, Mm-hmm. to all other preachers, mm-hmm. what would it be? I think for me, it would be a reminder that, and, and I like what you said in your, what, what your wife heard in her preaching class, and it's something that I've heard others say, and that is, if you're not excited about it, why are you getting up mm. there preaching about it, right? So to me, it's the question of, do you believe what you're preaching? Mm-hmm. And... Um, and why does it matter to those folks? Why did they come on Sunday to hear you talk? Mm. Um, they really want to come hear the message from the Bible. So that's what I would say is 
Um, you know, why is it important to these people right now? Yeah, that's very provocative. Yeah. It relates to, to a point that we made in an earlier episode in this series that preachers are placing their own words in mm -hmm. the service of God's word. Yeah. You, you say the message. It's not just an opportunity for a preacher to share opinions or perspectives. <laughs> no. Um, and I like the way you frame that accountability to God's people mm -hmm. who gather. Mm -hmm. Why should they hear this? Right. So what would be yours? What would you say? I would probably say something related to what you were talking about before, law and gospel. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's a bit of Lutheran theological jargon, but it refers to Martin Luther's insight that the word of God functions in two different ways. There mm -hmm. are two dynamics or aspects. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, it functions as law, mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. command. On the other hand, it functions as gospel, mm -hmm. as promise. Mm -hmm. And part of Luther's teaching for other preachers in his own time was that Preachers should be completely clear on the distinction between law and gospel mm -hmm. and not confuse the two. Right. And that can be difficult because um, the same word can be received as law mm -hmm. in the ears of some right. or as gospel in the ears of of others. Right. Luther said that a, a lot depends on the hearer's situation mm -hmm. in relation to God. Yeah. I once heard a bishop of the church with a rather um, memorable image try to explain this. <laughs> and he said, imagine, imagine that you are at a train station. Okay. And you hear the announcement the train is coming. <laughs> okay. Think of the different ways you hear that if you are tied to the tracks yeah. mm -hmm. or waiting on the platform to greet your beloved mm -hmm. after a, a journey that has taken him or her away. Mm -hmm. It's the same word, the train is coming, but one's personal situation <laughs> could mean you hear it as law or gospel. Death or life. I think that's an evocative way. Yeah. Um, it's not usually the way I explain it. I usually talk about God's word in its aspect as law, as diagnosis. Hmm. It tells us the truth hmm. of our condition. Mm-hmm. And yet, in its aspect as gospel, mm -hmm. um, God's word declares our healing, our restoration, mm -hmm. um, our unfolding new vitality and right. new life. Mm -hmm. um, and when I've had occasion to, to teach Lutheran confessions or to coach people in preaching, mm -hmm. um, I often go to that Lutheran insight about law and gospel that you were talking about. Yeah. 
Well, it's interesting, um, the differing things that push and pull on us when we get into the pulpit, how we how we share. One of the things that Dr. Wiseman enjoys inviting people to consider is um, she would say, preach with the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other. Um, and so that push and pull of the world around us and how does that connect with that law and gospel is, mm. is a real interesting and important thing to think about as we really take that gospel message and think about how it applies to mm. our world and our life today. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you have? Did you study with Dr. Wiseman for your MDiv, or have no? You... I have not taken a class okay. with her. I've just heard her preach in seminary and at chapel, and um, talked to other people's. She traditionally taught um, one of the main preaching classes um, at the Philadelphia campus of United Lutheran Seminary, and I was at the Gettysburg campus. And so the difference was uh, the person that was going to teach our preaching class unfortunately uh, left and went on to bigger and better things. And so we had a student um, uh, come in and help teach us. Um, He uh, was a retired military chaplain and um, had that background, but he was from a Baptist background. Mm -hmm. So it was a very different uh, experience, Um, but he was a, a... Ph.D. doctorate student. Hmm. So, very different. Well, again, thank you for joining us in this episode of Two Pews in a Pod. And (laughs) next time, Pastor Bennett and I will be talking about how we prepare for preaching. We hope you'll join us then. Yes. I'm Ginger Bennett. And I'm Paul Baglios. This has been Two Pews in a Pod, a podcast led by the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.